Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. We are midway through August already. Boy, this summer has zipped by. And, of course, a lot of folks are looking forward to hunting season, and many don't have to wait very long. Kicking off on August 15th, this Sunday, is the start of our first season, and that is the early Canada Goose management seasons that we see throughout the state. So whether it's a couple weeks long or three weeks long, depending on your area, log on to gf.nd.gov to learn more about this management season. Of course, it was put in place several years ago in order to control the breeding populations of Canada geese, which have exploded across North Dakota and the upper Midwest, where 50 years ago, Canada geese were kind of hit and miss. We didn't have a huge population of them, but boy, they've taken advantage of riparian areas, golf courses with water sources, uh, holding ponds for uh, drainage from parking lots. Anywhere water seems to accumulate, geese have taken advantage of and created habitat from urban and suburban sprawl and finding those places where they can raise their young safely without predators. And that's what this season was designed to do, was help control those growing populations of Canada geese in North Dakota and the surrounding states. So you'll see that opportunity for folks to get out there and hunt for two, three weeks following August 15th is going to be a good chance to help keep those populations under control. But along with that, we have a lot of folks who are getting ready for upcoming big game seasons. And again, we will be going around the state previewing all of the great opportunities that are available for folks not only in the firearm season come November but for the upcoming archery season which starts at noon on September 3rd so we're looking forward to those and this week we are reaching out to Bruce Stillings he's the big game management supervisor with the North Dakota Game and Fish Department out of Dickinson telling us about the western populations of deer both muleys and whitetails that's coming up right after the break Welcome back to the show, everyone. Deer season is fast approaching. We are under a month until archery kicks off, and for that, we continue our trek around the state, and this time we are focusing on the southwest with its populations of both whitetail and mule deer. And for that, we have Bruce Stillings, big game management supervisor for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, to help us out. Bruce, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Nick. Uh, Thanks for having me. You bet. Great to have you on. When we're looking at populations around the state, the Southwest was probably the biggest question mark last year, I think, with that outbreak of EHD and uh, situations with habitat and so on. How are deer populations looking south and west, let's say, of the Missouri River? I would say uh, the populations are generally looking good. We've been seeing a slow increase in the population since 2013. You know, like you mentioned about habitat, we've lost a tremendous amount of high-quality deer habitat in the form of CRP. It can vary from losses anywhere from 35 to 70 percent of our CRP we've lost in particular hunting units. And as everybody knows, that CRP provided just valuable wildlife habitat in general, especially high-quality spawning habitat and also year-round habitat use. So but even with that said, deer populations in the southwest are, are doing pretty well. It should be a good season. Yeah, that's good to hear, despite the challenges we're seeing on the landscape. One of those last year was EHD. Has the department figured mm-hmm. out what the impact was on that EHD outbreak against uh, particularly the whitetail populations, mm-hmm. but all big game out there? Last year, we had one of the most severe outbreaks of EHD on record, and certainly the most extreme case since I've been on board in the last 20 years. And we had over 100 reports of dead deer, and this can range anywhere from 
a single dead deer to maybe over over 20 dead deer. So it was also a much longer than normal EHD season with that real mild and warm fall and uh, late summer. Our actual last confirmed EHD case occurred on November 2nd, believe it or not. And, and usually that ends with, uh, you know, the first hard frost and kills off those midges. But last year was such a mild fall, we, we were still seeing deer dying from EHD in November. Uh, so, yeah, we were really expecting pretty major hit on our whitetails in the southwest units. And we thought that that would certainly show up in our hunter success rates from the fall hunting season. And for the most part, that just wasn't the case other than hunting unit 3D1. All the other units really had hunter success rates very similar or maybe even above what we saw in 2019. On the other side of the coin, we have chronic wasting disease. And 3F2 is a hot spot for that. And other southwest areas are under watch. What are we seeing in terms of Mm -hmm. CWD numbers coming out of the harvest of 2020? So we documented five white-tailed deer with CWD in hunting unit 3F2, and this turned out to be a prevalence rate of about 2%. And then we also documented nine mule deer that tested positive for CWD in 3F2, and that turns out to be a prevalence rate of around 5%. And then we also had a mule deer that tested positive in hunting unit 4B, which resulted in a prevalence rate less than 1%. We're talking with Bruce Stillings, Big Game Management Supervisor for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Uh, focusing on those mule deer now, uh, do you have any concerns with the populations there, and what are you seeing out on the landscape with muleys? So kind of tying back into the habitat loss with CRP leaving the landscape, mule deer populations in the southwest are still stable. It's slightly increasing, so they're still doing well. They're certainly concerned with, with CWD on the landscape and during that we can manage accordingly and, and do what we can to keep those prevalence rates as low as we can. You bet. When we're talking about keeping those populations stable, of course, you need to be recruiting those new fawns. What was fawning like Mm -hmm. this spring for both species in the southwest, and where do we sit going into late summer Mm -hmm. with these young deer? That's a great question. It may be something we can't quite answer until October, November, when we really assess fawn production. But this anecdotal information from doing other field work and spending a lot of time in a super cub doing aerial pronghorn surveys, boy, it sure looks like we have a, a good whitetail and mule deer fawn crop that's hit the ground. So that's really encouraging. The first big test is always how many of those fawns will make it to age six months, and then ultimately how many will make it into the breeding population and and turn one year of age and actually be recruited into the population. So what we can say and what we've seen now, still, it looks like the deer fawn crop is off to a good good start, and we'll know a lot more in, in October and November. Yeah, we'll wait to see those numbers. And as you mentioned, nature tends to throw its hurdles out there for wildlife to overcome. And one of those, of course, has been the drought, which has hit the southwest. Some relief recently with some rains. Looking at the habitat, and obviously that Mm -hmm. that area is decreased, what kind of uh, conditions are you seeing with deer-related habitat out in the southwest? Uh, You know, really got to take a bird's-eye view of a lot of the western part of the state with when we were doing our pronghorn survey and generally habitat conditions are extremely poor with the drought conditions are going to potentially impact our our big game critters and and that might not be seen until the winter months when things get a little bit tougher and in those poor rangeland conditions really get uh, brought to attention and and less forage and could be a much more difficult uh, time earning a living 
this winter with those poor rangeland conditions. Sure. And in between then, of course, we have the archery and the firearms deer season. Wrapping up mm-hmm. the southwest for us, Bruce, what can hunters expect this fall based on all of these factors and what you know mm-hmm. right now? certainly still be a, a good fall hunting season you know right now we're certainly very very concerned with these dry drought conditions especially with the early archery season so would really encourage archers to pay attention to that state fire index take those precautions you know seriously if it's you know no no open fires you know staying on maintained roads just doing everything we can as hunters to make sure that we're not uh, responsible for starting a fire that's certainly the biggest concern we have going into the archery season but yeah the deer season should be good you know with the poor rangeland conditions hunters may find that deer are distributed maybe a little bit differently across the hunting unit than they're used to so they might have to look into some some new areas when trying to find deer but overall we have a good deer population and it should be another good season we certainly hope so we thank you for your insight on the southwest bruce we will bring you back also to review the northwest but as for now we will cut out and we will check in with you shortly thanks so much hey thank you nick So despite all the challenges out there on the southwestern landscape, be that last fall's big EHD outbreak, the ongoing drought that we're seeing right now, and the disappearance of so many CRP acres, the deer populations are doing quite well considering all those factors. And a big point in that is that easy winter those deer had last season. So for those who are heading out west, maybe you're taking your bow, you're getting set up for a hike through those southern badlands or those rangeland areas. Adjust to the conditions. Make sure you're paying attention to those fire warnings. Stay on trail with the vehicles where necessary so you're not setting anything up for a fire as Bruce suggested. Keep those tips in mind as you're venturing out there and getting prepared for either that firearm season or for that archery season. In the meantime, get prepped for those. Get your foam block out, put an arrow through it every now and again, and make sure that you are in shape as that archery season approaches. And if you do, I'm sure I'll see you in our outdoors.